Easter is joy. Easter is peace. Easter is also communication. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Pilgrimages are such amazing spiritual adventures. And whether it be to the traditional holy sites of Jerusalem, of Rome, of Rocamadur, or Santiago de Compostela, or also to Chartres, La Via de Guadalupe, or Holy Hill, it is always a joy to finally arrive at the destination. In addition, so much joy is experienced when meeting other pilgrims who shared a similar trek to the Holy Site, and usually culminating in the assistance at Holy Mass, receiving such abundant graces and blessings. To the joy to see our Lord, whether in the gathering, prayerful gathering of the faithful, or sacramentally at Holy Mass, ought to reflect the joy of the apostles who were with our Lord. This spiritual joy in the resurrection of the Lord has nothing in common with the joy that we derive from creatures. And the characteristic of Christ's life after the resurrection is separation from the external world. His sole joy is in His heavenly Father, the joy of paradise. This would help us contemplate then separation from pleasure of the senses and the rejection of vain gratifications of self-love which are the base pleasures of human nature. In today's Holy Gospel, our Lord inspires in His disciples with the same denial and disdain for earthly joys. Our Lord gives us a great example by saying, If I go not, the paraclete will not come to you. And according to the common opinion of the fathers, there are many, but this is the common one, that if separation from the Savior was necessary for the coming of the Holy Ghost, it is because the Apostles' attachment to their the Divine Master was too human. Cornelius, a lapide, said, being too much given to human conversation with Christ and to His bodily presence, they were not capable of receiving the Holy Ghost and His spiritual gifts. Those initiated to the secrets of the spiritual life not only refrain from seeking the pleasures of the senses, but knowing that these are obstacles to the communication of God's Spirit, they flee from them. If they must experience these pleasures, interiorly they remain detached from such gratification. So in the eyes of the world, which judge by appearances, their life appears to be gloomy and sad. But in reality, in place of the pleasures they renounce, the saints enjoy in the depth of their heart delights infinitely superior to those which the world can offer. Therefore, dear faithful, let us ask our Lord to detach our hearts from the false joys of the world and enable us to relish those more perfect joys that He desires to bestow upon us all. 
In order to do this, let us reflect on three fruits of holiness that come from interior, true joy, and also caution against three evil effects in pursuing only external joys opposed to the true interior joy. So interior joy helps us to be recollected and helps us pray and meditate to draw us to God, to contemplate Him without effort. That is the best preparation for meditation and the most effective protection against distractions in our prayer life. But let us watch out. For worldly joy causes dissipation, vain imaginations, and many distractions. So we might be unable to recollect ourselves in God's presence, to converse with Him, or to hear His Word. Those who went on pilgrimage yesterday to Holy Hill will certainly say that by assisting at such a holy event, that it helps with praying better and meditating on God and His infinite goodness. But those only searching for external joy, even if it is licit and good, causes in the end difficulty in to come back to meditation and prayer, and may take a longer time, rather, to recollect oneself back to God after such a day of worldly fun and excitement, thus requiring the need, again, for spiritual retreats, spiritual breaks, to recharge one's spiritual batteries as the saying goes. We may risk losing our good habits in prayer and spiritual exercises if we only search for external joy and not the internal joy found in Christ. We can begin to meditate and pray without attention and become less devout, and thus, in seeking to gratify ourselves only by external joys, it becomes difficult in relishing the consolations of God. Another fruit of true spiritual joy is that it can give us new strength to our will to follow God. Since we make ourselves aware of God's presence in our lives and in our families, and especially when we are here present today at Holy Mass, we feel the courage to accomplish great endeavors and no sacrifice seems too difficult. When we feel very fervent, very devout to God's service, when we feel very generous in our duties, it is because we experience God's consolations. However, this is not so with external joy alone. External joy would only weaken our will, make it incapable of the generous efforts required for the practice of holy virtue. The more we eagerly seek these external joys alone, the more we feel our devotion to God's service growing weak. Our courage to overcome obstacles in the path of duty, to combat temptation, for example, to endure the trials of life is weakened. So remember, dear faithful, that real virtue is founded on sacrifice. Sacrifice of our comfort, of our time, of our resources, and sacrifice implies renouncement of earthly joy. The saints who intercede for us were men and women who practiced mortification of sacrifice, who disdained gratification of the senses. Pleasure seekers, 
have never risen to the height of great virtue, such as Epicureans or those who claim to be foodies, finding enjoyment from food and drink alone. If we see that great and noble characters have become so rare today, is it not due to the love of pleasure that marks our age? So let us also recall that spiritual joy is the fruit of the Holy Ghost and His presence within us. But external joy results from the union of our soul to creatures, rather, in which we seek our happiness, falsely. This pursuit of worldly pleasure may allure us, in the end, to evil, and it may become hard for us to remain within the limits of moderation or to avoid excess, or it may be difficult to keep our intention pure and supernatural. That is why, if we only seek external joy and excessively do so, we often find ourselves in a state of remorse afterwards. So, whenever we wish to keep our heart in a state of more perfect union, of more perfect purity and devotion to God, normally it is accompanied by a desire to withdraw ourselves from external things. And that is why those who seek the life of holiness and perfection, hopefully all of us present here, dear faithful, practice denial, sacrifice, mortification, even from legitimate pleasures of this world. Our Lord, who is the source of our true joy, wishes us to be joyful, not only on this earth, but ultimately in heaven. The Holy Ghost, who communicates to us God's love because He is the personal, substantial effusion of divine love, is about to come in a few more weeks at Holy Pentecost. The Holy Ghost, the third person of the Blessed Trinity, vivifies us to seek true joy. He is the great mover, as His name designates and the source of life, the fount of life, as the book of Psalms speak about the Holy Ghost, in which we live and move and have our being, as St. Paul points out. The Holy Ghost is the great communicator. And just like the husband communicates very well to his wife and show his devotion and faithfulness and love for her, just like siblings Brothers and sisters, cousins, nephews, and nieces talk to each other and show their respect and care for one another. And just as the coach and players of the Sharks coordinate well together in order to score a goal during a power play against the Blues, just as the members of a religious community of men or of women communicate and plan very well with one another, in order to perform and organize duties and chores correctly, orderly, and with precision, we all, dear faithful, need to be on open communication lines with the Holy Ghost, the Paraclete, the Spirit of Truth, so that He may teach us all the truth, as our Lord said in the Gospel, this spiritual truth, which gives us true spiritual joy. For we know that every best gift 
And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Let us recall St. Francis de Sales, patron of communication, and pray to him to help us increase in us a spirit of holy communication in order to obtain all the good and perfect gifts of God. We know that external joy is short-lived and that real interior joy can spring only from inward peace. And thus, as St. Thomas Aquinas states, peace and joy are the greatest signs of love. And St. Francis de Sales continues by saying that be at peace and let your soul feed upon the sweetness of heavenly love without which our hearts are lifeless and our life joyless. Do not let that great enemy of devotion called sadness enter. What indeed should ever sadden one who serves eternal joy? Nothing except sin should ever trouble us. And even when we are sorry for sin, holy joy should immediately be called to our rescue. So let us ask our Lord, who makes the minds of the faithful to be of one will, to grant us to love that which He commands and desires that which He has promised, so that among the changing things of this world, our hearts may be set where true joys are to be found. Easter is joy. Easter is peace. Easter is communication. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.